Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric, this is my wife Julie. Hey guys. And this is The Blended Life. Tonight's topic is going to be... God help us... Us. Us? God help us. It's going to be on marriage and a blended family. Oh. <laughs> It'll be fun. Way Good to times. drop the bomb. I know. Good All luck. All right. To us. And to everyone, I know you guys were waiting on an exciting and... Ex- uh, what's what's the word? Sus- Interesting. Suspense. <laughs> For this week's podcast mm. topic, which was going to be blended life, transgender in a blended life. Or, or being a, bl- a t- we, we interviewed a friend of mine who is a transgender um, step parent, so step parent of a transgendered child. And we sat down with her and we interviewed two hours worth of conversation. And, and I edited two hours worth of conversation. I know. Maybe someday, but... Um, one thing people don't understand when they come on a podcast like this and something that she acknowledged as well is that transparency, like real transparency is hard to come by. A Absolutely. lot of people don't appreciate having all of their issues and their family secrets And out I don't there. think it was so much her issue, but it was the issue that her and her husband hadn't talked about it, right? Yeah, I think that she felt like she would be outing her stepchild. Yeah. And it just brought up a lot of issues. You know, it's really interesting. One thing that she had mentioned and I have also seen in doing this Blended Life podcast and being on film and stuff, it's quite humbling, you know. It's one thing to feel and think and say something. It's quite a different when you actually sit down and you watch yourself or, say what you said. Or you discuss things for the first time <laughs> in front of everyone. With, yeah. With ever, without ever discussing it with your spouse. Yeah. Which I think is a problem she was going to run into. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm proud of her for it. I'm very proud of you because she put her marriage before her own personal feelings. Yeah. And I didn't know if that was going to be the outcome, it's, which is why I just went ahead and just edited it had it ready and we were going to drop it tonight but yeah she put her marriage first and i think that's very important which kind of segues us off into tonight's topic that was a beautiful segue thank you you're welcome i didn't plan it non-rehearsed yeah i really didn't none of this is rehearsed this is actually yeah well let's talk about so an issue is transparency in marriages you know how do you feel about that do you think that you know when people go and 
women and men go to their male friends and guy friends and they often vent, complain, mm. and, you know, oh, my wife was so needy or so yeah. emotional. I'm so sick of my wife they being vent, so... Em- they vent to the other... So they're best friends, like you just said. Or family. And I've seen that so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in my friends current, but in my friends in the past have had yeah. a lot of that. And that's something I've been always so hyper aware of, not venting to my friends about my spouse. Right. Because what that does is that puts them on the other side of the playing field. That that gives them a negative, Im, you know, image. Right. Of your spouse, and then it's always just negativity from there on out. Well, yeah, because your friends don't know me like they know you. Right. Right, your friends are your friends. So if I'm always complaining about you. They're going to hate me. Well, I don't know if they're going to hate you. They're going to think that your spouse is like a lot of issues. Yeah, I don't love that. I went out for drinks with my girlfriends. Um, A friend had moved, not moved back into town. A friend had come back into town from moving away. And so a group of us went to happy hour and we were talking and we were catching up and things like that. And it just hit me. I said, why don't we go around the table and talk about what we, something we love about our spouse. Are we able to talk about that on on air? (laughs) Well, then it was confusing. Like, is this a body part we like about (laughs) our spouse? That's what I'm talking about. Is this going to be another explicit episode? Thanks to your But it was, I think that's a good thing. I I think that when you're with your group of girlfriends, women tend to overshare anyway. I think that, you know, maybe try that. You know, definitely if you need to vent, we we all have things that we need to get off our chest and some... Wives can relate to other wives, you know, husbands can relate to other husbands, especially when, you know, you and I or husband and wife aren't relating to each other, right? which often happens in a marriage and especially in a blended life marriage, you know, I feel like there's a lot of not relating going on. Yeah. So I suggest, I will let, but I just want to tell people this, you know, maybe if you're with your group of girlfriends or if guys are around the table Maybe you guys open up, talk about the good things that you love. Remind yourself well, why you love your spouse. What bums me out about all this and, and just talking about this right now is it's such a trend in our culture. Oh, for sure. To bad mouth, the, you know, your spouse or, or boyfriend, girlfriend, wherever you are. It's a normal yeah. thing. And everyone just kind of laughs about it and takes it lightly. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you're putting out those feelings and those thoughts. And whether you truly mean it or not. Yeah. At the end of the day, you start believing some of it. Oh, and for if, sure. If your friends or coworkers, whatever, are listening to that all the time, that's all they're ever going to know. And your friends do influence you. You know, the people, the company you keep, this is why you tell, even you tell your children. This is why I just said my past friends, you know, a lot of, yeah. I just, I, I can't put up with that anymore. And it's not like, hey, like. You know, and I probably should just yeah. stop. I don't want to If a buddy it. came to you with a real issue. Well, that's one thing. That is one thing. Like, right. if you have a buddy who's like, I'm really struggling with. That's a, that's a totally different way of how it happens. Than though. just like, oh, my wife, she's such a. My Yeah, thief. my lunch didn't get made or my clothes my didn't get. My lunch didn't. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about like work related type things. Go back things. to the 50s much. Right. <laughs> well, or whatever it is, you know, complaining because yeah. they can't go out golfing or drinking or what you know whatever it is they want to go do golfing takes seven hours 
Well, depending on how, how fast you play, how good you are. <laughs> it can take up to 14 hours. Dude, if you stop at the bar in between, it takes like yeah. all day. Anywho. I think there's a reason for that. Yeah. Golf was invented. <laughs> to get husbands out of the house. <laughs> right. I think wives who've been I married s- for a long time are like, you need to go play golf all weekend away. I saw a funny meme <laughs> on the internet <laughs> last night, actually. Oh. That was kind of funny. And yeah. it was this woman dressed up, you know, in all lingerie. And um, it's on, one, you know, one of those one of those funny sites that I watch. And she's all dressed up in lingerie and telling her husband, tie me up and do whatever you want. So, you do know, Do we need an explicit button? Nope. That's the first caption. So it, it's her, tie me up, do whatever you want. And then the, down below it, it's then him and his buddies walking off on the golf course. <laughs> Not funny to you? It's kind of funny, right? It's, that's guy humor. I'm not a major golfer, but come on, tie me up and do whatever you want. So yes, he ties he her up. Yes, he goes and plays golf. Yes. Wah, How many blondes wah, wah. does it take to understand a joke? I get it. We just have different sense of humors, mm-hmm. which is which really w- fun in our marriage. Which is why I didn't forward it to you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm really proud of our friend for choosing her marriage, like you said before, yeah. This and it speaks a lot. I think that even made her maybe realize how much she values her marriage because she's in a tough spot. She's really struggling a lot, and I think that which, which bums me out because there's so much good content in there, mm-hmm. and I feel like this was almost like a therapy session with her. She got to talk about a lot of things, and like you said, maybe it just made her realize, like, yeah, wow, you know, like there was there was part of the conversation that you stopped her and said, look at. You, you don't, you're not calling yourself a stepmother, but you're embracing the role. You're embracing the role as a mother. As oh, a stepmother. she absolutely and is. And I don't think she ever realized that. I think she just thought I'm in this position. I'm a yeah. stepmother, but I, you know. It was forced on me and she's really embracing it. Yeah, but she's it. totally embracing it. She's totally going she's after it. She's doing a it, lot, yeah. She's doing a good job. She cares. She shows up to those appointments about changing gender and, you know, she's, She's present whether she likes to be or not. Yeah. She's. No, and you know, she very much cares. I think that is something that when you truly don't care, be worried. You know, when you're just like, I don't have a dog in this fight. Do what you want. I don't see you again. Whatever. But when you, when you have an opinion and you truly care, care, feelings are attached to that. So that just, it was very telling and I hope we can air it. Maybe someday it'll be appropriate to air. We'll, We'll hold on to it. Um, but for now, we're here live going to discuss marriage in marriage. a blended family. Back yeah. to the transparency thing, though. I feel like being a flashlight people and all that jazz, right? Lighting the way for others so they don't stumble and fall, you know, like we did. Multiple times. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> but really, it's a fine line between... Being transparent, I struggle with this a lot. I'm a woman. I overshare. And I am an open book. I really don't feel like I have a lot. It's gotten me in trouble sometimes. But, you know, what is that fine line of, like, being transparent so you can help others but still protecting your marriage and your blended family and your children and even their biological other parent and that family? I mean, what is that fine line? And do you think that it's better for a marriage to be more transparent or kind of just privacy? We don't discuss what goes on 
with I, other people. I think it's really, it really should be a case by case thing. Mm. Um, you know, you don't, you don't be so transparent about your marriage that everyone knows everything. And especially this day with social media, every, I mean, nine out of 10 of your friends, you can probably go on and figure out what they've what their what their meal plan looks like well and or their non-meal plan looks well, like and how stupid is it that you just lay out i mean your marriage on social media but that's my point you know like, like okay so on. you understand what everyone's eating but right. when it comes down to your your marriage yeah. your relationship um even everything that you've got going with your kids keep some of it private at least that's yeah i think that people should use social media as a constructive platform. So this is a lesson I've learned. You know, that's always a helpful thing to read yeah. about. But and it's so hard this day and age. I think it's all about how you word it. I think that people don't realize that you can see the same exact thing worded differently and it goes from offensive to constructive. Right. Just like that. Yep. Just by the way that you just word it. Just by the way you word it. Yeah. Um and so it, you learn that a lot in therapy, you know, you just have to stu- like when you're communicating you know, therapists are always like, turn, make it about when you're talking to your spouse about something that they've done to upset you, you need to turn it about you. So this made me feel. Yeah, we're going back to kindergarten now, but that's really. I, uh, you have to be, enti- you know, you need to word it so that people. And stop pointing fingers like you did this, you did that and turning it into a big fight. I know this isn't, this is, I'm not. Role the reversal. I'm not the pointer in this relationship. So that can be our, that can be our, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we just found our picture. Our thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think that, you know, how many marriages have fallen apart on Facebook? Yes. Or because of Facebook. And we touched on this once. Did we? I think I on remember. our first podcast, I think on the X the Factor. X Factor, yeah. yeah. And it's such a powerful thing. So use it for good. Yeah. Be constructive. Yeah. And think about it. Think about what you're putting out there. Yeah. If my my spouse sees this, how are they going to feel about this? If my mm-hmm. spouse sees me liking this or commenting on this or whatever it may be, like all of this affects your marriage. Yeah. And later on in life, have you also, tonight's a meme night, have you also seen the meme of you know, grandmothers back in 1930 and it's a great little <laughs> black and white picture of, no? you know, this child back in the day and like, Hey, I found a picture of your, your grandma from 1930. And then 2018, 2019, Hey, I found a picture of your grandma and she's all like twerking on something, oh, you know, hey. but that's the type of stuff that we're putting out there. Yeah. And a black and white picture from the 1930s mm-hmm. was hard to preserve for all these years. Well, now we're in a digital era. And everything that you put online, including a podcast, is going to be there forever. Potentially be there forever. Truly. So be careful what you put out there. Yeah. And I think that in marriage, especially, feelings follow actions. So I get it. We all get in a bad mood about our spouse and offended and frustrated and annoyed or whatever. And I think in those times, something that I really try to practice, and this even goes into social media, you know, if you are feeling in a bad, if you're in a bad space mentally in regards to your spouse, start doing things positively for them or about them. So maybe bring them home donuts in the morning, write them a love note, 
you know, on <laughs> you know, on social media. Maybe Pizza you, for lunch. Maybe in those times you post a picture of you and your honey on a date night, you know, or even writing something that you appreciate about them or telling your spouse something you appreciate about I think them. That's the biggest thing is just building up the courage to be like, hey, and like genuinely telling someone all the all the the donuts and notes and all that stuff are, are really fun things that will always it's surprise. It's just little acts of love that get your mind yeah. in that mindset to be like, no, I'm going to fight against all this negativity up here and I'm going to do loving acts and then my feelings will follow that. Actions create reactions. Yeah. yeah. And so you'll find your heart softening the nicer, you you know, the more nice and good you do, your heart will soften. And not only to your marriage, to anyone, really. Well, yeah, it ultimately starts with you. Just like yeah. a marriage ending, you know, it's not just one person's fault 99% of the time. It's usually two yeah. people or in your case, six people. No, I'm just kidding. I make jabs where I can. Yeah, it's great. Our marriage is really good, guys. I love I being jabbed. You. Do you guys love being jabbed? We're going to put a poll up. If you like being jabbed in your marriage and poked and made fun of. Is this going explicit again? No, I'm just saying if you appreciate, if you like to have jabs taken at you in your marriage. I have to do the editing. Vote. I might not put that poll there. You didn't put the last week's poll there that you did. It's there now. Go look at it. Oh. Anyway, um, what about secrets in marriage? You know, I think in blended families, too, there can be... Are you going back to transparency? No. Secrets or... secret Holding secrets in any relationship isn't good, but secrets or... Withholding information. Withholding information or... Do you think that... Forgetting information. Because in a blended family, as you all know... Forgetting information. No, no, no. I'm, I forgot not, to tell you that I was married before. I'm not talking about stuff like that. And all the viewers <laughs> know six times, seven times, eight times. All the, uh, I'm talking so about stupid. in a blended family. Yeah. We have so much going on in so many different places, so many directions. Mm-hmm. It could be something so simple like, you know, something about one of your kids having a tournament coming up. Mm-hmm. And you think you've talked about this, which I do all the time. I think I'm not keeping a secret. I'm not trying to withhold information, but I just simply forgot or thought I did. Because you've told everyone else, so you must have told me when I should have been the first one, not the last one. What if someone's too busy Boom. at work? You can send a little texty text or an email email, and I will get it when I can get it. But really, I think that is it in a in a blended family, there's a lot of people you, to your point, you're right. There's a lot of people you have to tell about what's going on in the kids' lives. Mm-hmm. It is the other parent, you know, there is the grandparents, there's the kids, there's coordinating with coaches and all that. There's a lot of people talking, but I think the first person you need to always tell, even before the biological parent, tell your spouse Yeah. first. And then you don't ever have to worry about it. You tell them first. And if you get into that habit, base is covered. You don't get any backlash or attitude or, you know, you you fix it. Yeah. And then you have someone to help you plan out the rest and figure it out from there on out. You know, it's just a sign of respect. And then just honoring your spouse above everyone else. 
You know, you're not married to your kid's mom anymore. I'm not married to my kid's dad anymore. So really, we should have that number one spot be each other. I mean, you have to notify the other parent, of course. I'm not saying that. But, you know, even Start little... Start at home and work your way out. Yeah. Right. And I think that's that's really helpful. And that just, you know, communication, our number one issue. Do you think that's our number one issue? Do you not? <laughs> I thought jabs were. We're going to put another pull up. What's <laughs> our number one issue? Oh, every marriage. I am. I don't know. I, I think... feel like we work on it a ton, though. Communication. It's probably one of the hardest things. You know, they say one of the biggest deal breakers in a marriage is usually financials. But I really, I truly believe that one of the biggest issues in most marriages is probably communication. Oh, for sure. And I because... see that because we have such a great relationship. Mm-hmm. But we constantly have to work on communication. Yeah, but you think financial issues wouldn't be such a problem if there was communication about the financial issues. That's my point. (laughs) So it all kind of falls hand in hand. Especially, I think co-parenting's are, you know, not co-parenting, but our parenting styles. I know I've talked a lot about how we're just different. And I don't think you're right and I'm wrong. I don't think I'm right and you're wrong. We're just different. And it's okay to be different. But that definitely affects our marriage. It definitely affects our communication. You know, sometimes we just know it's going to cause a fight, so you don't say anything. What happens? <laughs> Withholding information. So what happens when you don't want to start a fight and you, so you just don't, this is my game. This is what I do. I don't want to start a fight. Right. So how I roll is I feel a certain way or think a certain way. I know that my opinion's going to cause some sort of reaction that's going to go nowhere, mind you. He's just going to be, you're going to be mad. You're going to be upset. You're going to be annoyed. You're going to be offended. Whatever. Will I, or will I just listen maybe? Or will I try to fix the problem? Because I'm, no. I'm a no, problem No, you're going to be offended. I'm going to be offended? Yeah, for hey, sure. What do you have to tell me? No, I'm just saying this is how I roll. Is So I play it all out in my head first. And this is a lot of me assuming to your oh, point. I see. Okay, yes. So I have, a, I have a thought, opinion, an attitude, whatever about... You, our marriage, whatever, the kids, the house, the dogs, I don't know, finances. And I just played out in my head, if I tell him this, what's going to happen? Because I've known you for like seven, eight, eight years now. Yeah. Three and eight years. Will you tell me what's going to happen in my voice? She has a voice for me. I do? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, I'll have to get to, uh, let me do it naturally and okay. organically. Okay. You can't force talent. Okay. Which is why we're still working at this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I played out of my head, yes. and it's it never goes well when I played out of my head. So automatically, I'm like, well, there's gonna. It's not like you're gonna hear what I say and be like, oh, you're right. Sometimes I do. <laughs> That's never happened. It has. It's a okay. That's not the voice she uses for me normally. <laughs> That's the laughing voice. That's the laughing voice. That was a really funny joke the other day when, anyways. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think that the pessimist in me and I just, you know, my, I think another thing that comes up in marriages in a blended family is that we go ahead and carry our baggage from our previous marriage into our current one. And I know in my previous marriage, Man, if I had to not have another argument my entire life, I'd be good. I mean, at the end, we couldn't even discuss what's for dinner, kids' homework, 
Well, and you How try was your day without it ending in a fight? And you try so hard to avoid conflict now oh, because of that. You have like that's PTSD not from it. It's I not. I do. I, and yes, I, yes, I have been told that I have actually PTSD from my marriage in that regard. Like I just, I shut down. I don't want to have anything to do with conflict. I'm over it. And so At that's how. At the end of the day, you end up just shutting it down and, and apologizing, even if it's not your fault or it's not about you. Yeah. Or, yeah. But that's not healthy because I think that we grow in the trenches, right? Right. When we're able to to have conflict and work it out, that builds a trust. And I know that. Like, I know that. Right. I just, I'm so scared or fearful or... I just don't have faith that it's not going to go that way. I don't have faith in us that it is going to be resolved in a constructive, perfect way that I need it to go. And it might, yeah, <laughs> that you need it <laughs> to go. That's right. But I it, am aware of that. But I it might not always way. go that way. It might not. It might not. But There's it can a go that way. There's a zero one chance it could. Yeah, your glasses great always have, there's another meme. <laughs> no, it was a it was a picture she posted on. You posted on Instagram the other day. What's that? The line on the cup. Oh, and my story. Yeah, yeah. What was it? It was um, optimist and pessimist, and a line in the water. Yeah. No, you are an optimist. I am a pessimist, and therefore we live in two different <laughs> universes. Yeah, we do. We have two different realities. That's another struggle in our marriage. It's a big struggle. We we see things. I live in one reality, and you live in a completely different. You live one. in black and white, and I live in gray. No, I live in like unicorn rainbow land where everything's just fluffy and happy. And oh, I forgot, full of Peter Pant. You're Peter Pan. You're Peter Pants. We won't talk about that on air, though. Well, now people are going to assume the worst. Okay, so this story. See, this is why I don't talk about this stuff with my friends, and I talk about it with you. Yeah, so now everyone can know. So Let's hear the story. This is better want... than a game tonight. I was going to play a game tonight, but I think the game tonight is Julie's story time. <laughs> no, but th- you say Peter Pants, and people are going to think like I pee the bed or some BS, and I don't. No, I said pants. I didn't say Peter bed. Oh, okay. Does Peter Pan have a bed? So I got sick. I had a so migraine. Sick. On a way, on a, we were on driving. We were driving. I got a migraine, and with migraines usually comes vomiting. So I told him to pull over, please. I'm going to vomit. So I start vomiting, and I'm heaving so hard. And you moms will totally appreciate this because once you have kids, your pee hole is never the same or again. Or you old dads, grandpas. I don't know. Do they the pee themselves? Keep telling the story. Oh, so I am heaving off the side of the road and then I'm just peeing my pants. I am the name Peter Pants. (laughs) I mean I was I was so so sick and I'm like just you know but then you know you just told that story. I'm proud of you for that. Oh I don't have no shame. You know this about me by now. I know. Um but yeah that's something that I didn't really realize that motherhood was gonna do to me. That's something I can't even jump on the trampoline without a little dribble. But that's not Peter. You just have so much fun. <laughs> I think people should leave in the comments. And in speaking of comments, I know some of you guys are listening to this on podcasting stations. So when I say leave a comment, 
I'm talking you about can't. Our, our YouTube. Yeah, and I apologize for that. So if you ever want to leave a comment, come to our YouTube page, find yeah. us, and leave a comment. Or email us. Or email us. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I apologize when I say leave a comment, and you're like, what the... What? Where? I can't find comments. I can't find you know what them. I do know though is if oh, you're listening us to us you know. on iTunes, you can leave comments and ratings on iTunes, and you can actually oh. give us five stars because I think five stars is the only thing it allows you to give us. <laughs> and then you can leave a perfectly uh, wonderful comment, a perfectly which could be a Peter Pan story. I want to hear everyone's Peter Pan story, kind of. Every every Everyone mom who's given birth naturally. I don't have a good Peter Pant story because I'm a him, but I do have a fun story of throwing up. Okay. And it was when I was in high school and my hockey coach, who was a female, one of the coaches was a female, and I had eaten a whole pizza before a hockey game, and during the game, I threw up my entire pizza all over her feet. That's disgusting. So then about a month later, <laughs> oh, there's sitting in more. the same bench, sitting in the same bench, yeah, the same rink, I saw down under the boards where I had thrown up some M&Ms. That's disgusting. So I picked up an M&M and I offered Off it to her. Off the floor? I offered her an M&M not knowing. I was a high school. I was like. You were high know, school? Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit around then. <laughs> and I offered no her an M&M and yet. she ate the M&M. And then I told her the story and she's hated me since. I Not would, really. It was like, it was like a friend's mom. Like, yeah. But it gets brought up every time we see each other. Like, kind of funny, right? Yeah, I've heard that story like 300 but times. But they haven't. That was my Peter Pants story. That was a she good was one. She was so mad she Peter Pants. She did not. Oh. Oh my gosh. Um... Let's talk about something that my friend had brought up when she was telling me that we could not air the podcast we recorded about her being a transgender stepmother. Okay. She's not transgender. The relationship she is in. Yeah. Keep going. That's fine. Um, she had mentioned... Oh, just kidding. It's not fine. It's going to be on our podcast. Keep going. Oh, is it? Yeah, probably. Oh, so... While you're doing that, I'll just go ahead and talk about this, is that something that she had mentioned was um, how your children or your stepchildren's issues, not that being transgender is an issue. Oh, my gosh. Hi, you guys. We're back. Don't mind all that mess, but... So she was saying that we should actually talk about, you know, children having issues and how those children having issues affects your marriage. Yeah. I mean, there are so many, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this because there is so many different types of issues that we couldn't even fathom that people are dealing with. And some of those touch such a deep, nerve in so many people on both sides that ultimately our kids can come between us if we don't have a strong enough marriage. Absolutely. And some issues, you know, to be fair, you know, when she married, this was not even a thought in anyone's mind that they would be going through a transgender situation, right? So, um, yeah, because this happened seven years into the 
seven years into the marriage? I believe quite a, so. quite a ways in. Yeah, and so I think that with blended families too, just because you marry and all these kids are a certain way, you know, doesn't mean that down the road you're not going to encounter your kids aren't going to get issues. I mean, what if your kids start stealing or doing drugs or you find out they have a disability or they want to become a different sex or they get someone pregnant? Yeah, a lot of it might not be when they're children. Yeah, things happen. So your marriage has to be super strong enough. Like you have to have a good enough foundation because I feel like every marriage has to weather some kind of uncontrollable storm, whether it's via your kids or something else. Yeah, you'll always be tested, sometimes harder than others. Yeah. And if you can't make it through the simple things in life, it's Mm going to be so much more difficult to get through the harder things in life. Yeah. But I think that when your children are having issues, what becomes a, such a problem in a blended family marriage is that you, when when you're not in a blended family and you're married, you're married and you have kids and your kids have issues, you both have equal rank. In your opinion, I feel like like you have a right to your opinion. I have an equal right to my opinion. All the things you're you're equal ground. Right. In a blended family and you're in a step situation, a step parenting situation, you're not equal ground. And that's not, that's, I know there's step parenting movements that just are trying to obliterate that. Yeah. You know, there's step parenting movements that are like, no, we're equal to the biological parent. Like, this is a huge thing. And I guess in some families that might roll, that yeah. might fly. In that's, some, that's some awesome families that might be you. the true way it is. Most blended families, the step parent, I'm going to use the term lesser because we are, you know, we don't have, especially if the other parents are present, you know, so then a child has an issue and you're in a step parenting family, you know, you kind of have to let the biological parent lead. Right. I feel and you kind of have to be a support to that. Now, what happens if what the biological parent is leading is something that you completely disagree with? What do you What do you think? What would you do? Like if, if I feel like we could start another movement, support people, and be <laughs> like bras or something. Support people. Yeah. Oh. Like flashlight people. But support, support people. You just want bras, and then we'll just be bras. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, but like that that's a really hard place in a marriage where and I think the biological parent knows they hold all the power. They well So they, it's kind of well, like it's nice that you have this opinion step they to- parent. Yeah, they totally but do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Step parents typically don't have any rights legally. You know, that's something that you have to go through adoption and or court for, order or court. Yeah, get, that's get what, to yeah. be a guardian. There's yeah. all cu- there are ways to get rights. It's just typically court. though They don't have the rights. I mean, which is why, you know, to your point, step parents are kind of lesser. And it doesn't mean your role is lesser. Doesn't mean that you have less responsibility for that stepchild in your home, away from your home, responsibilities whatsoever. It just means at the end of the day, your true place in life is just. I mean, it, you really are lesser. It's a ranking you know? system. You are a lower rank. Doesn't doesn't have to be individual much less. Right. as a step parent, especially if the biological parent 
the other, both biological parents are present and counted for, you know, you, you know, and I think that's just something that step parents need to accept and stop fighting. You know, one thing that I've been talking to a lot of people about online is, and we don't have this situation because we don't have kids and we're not having kids together. I have kids. But you and I together don't have any. Oh. We won't. We try. Ever. We'll try later, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll practice. But This podcast oh. is ending now, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for <laughs> listening. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but something that's been brought up online often is parents who have their own kids and then have kids together, okay? There's been a lot of talk of how and it's their, okay, so bio dads or the dad treats their biological kids with their ex different than they treat their biological children with their new spouse. Okay. A lot of people see a difference in how, and I, I think. I can see that going both ways. I'm sure moms also, do too. And I can also see that from, I'm not a stepchild. I've never been a stepchild. Mm-hmm. But I could also see that from the kid's point of view too, where, oh, now I'm. I'm not the stepchild, but I'm only half the child in this household. Yeah. You know, I could see where that could. But I think that causes problems in marriage. I mean, I I couldn't imagine if we had children and you started treating our child, I don't know, different than. You guys don't have that, but at my kid's other house. Yeah. That's the situation they're in. Their mother and their stepfather over there yeah. have a child together. Do you feel like that child Who's, gets treated differently? You don't know. We don't. I don't feel I don't like we know. know. No. I don't know that for sure, but I could see that. Yeah, I think that would be a huge struggle in a blended family marriage. Right. Well, now that child's there all the time, too. That child's not jumping back and forth. So, you know, say you're in a state like California, and it's super expensive to live, and you know, or Massachusetts, uh, and... You can only afford a two-bedroom house, but you have three kids, you know, or a four-bedroom house, or, or, you know, a three-bedroom house, and you have three kids. Now, what kid gets a full-time room? You know, you hear about these situations and these problems happening, and which, you know. Yeah, and I think both parents or both spouses in a blended family, that causes a lot of issues. You're fighting fighting for your own children a lot. Like, I feel like blended family parents are having to stick up for their own kids. And so instead of coming together and it's our kids, I think a lot of people are like, well, my kid needs this room and no, my kid needs this room. And when you start having teams in a blended family, you and your kids, me and my kids. Puts a big division between you two. Yeah. And it puts like your like football, like your hockey. Okay. You're in a face off. Thank you. You know, you don't want your marriage to be one giant face off in a blended family. analogy. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But you want, you know what, you don't, and I think that in a blended family, a lot of times you find marriages and face-offs because of the kids. If you didn't have the kids, I think there'd be a lot less of that. And so what do you say for people that are in face-offs in a blended family marriage? What do you think that they should do? Just go off sides. <laughs> And get on the same side as your spouse. And it doesn't have to be a game. It doesn't have to be a fight or a war. It really just needs to be a discussion. Yeah. 
It really uh, there's usually there's usually a solution to every problem, and maybe you don't know the solution to it, and it might be bugging you. You might have this bedroom issue, and it's bugging you because you're not sure how to solve it, but your spouse might know how. So rather than taking the defensive side of it, maybe just try to get on the same page and be like, listen, this is a concern that I'm having, and I'm not sure how this is going to work out, and maybe they're assuming it's going to work out a certain way, mm-hmm. but it's never going to work out unless you have that discussion. It's never mm-hmm. going to go good without that discussion. Yeah. Right? It can't go good without right. having the discussion. It, and, and it could go bad, but it can't go good without the discussion. Yeah. And when you enter into a blended family, you are entering in his and hers. And you're making them ours. And I know something that's been a struggle for me and not so much you. I think you're better at it than me. But, you know, I always say your kids, my kids, your kids, my kids. And I think that what we've been told is that we I you know, we need to start using the language our kids. I tried to and I got shocked. Remember? (laughs) Well, it would have been an awesome game if I didn't get shocked. So, but I think that's natural to come in. I mean, you're coming into a blended family and you are his and hers. It's, that's just reality. It's nothing to be offended by. It is at the time, yeah. But you have to retrain your brain. And you've struggled with this. Totally. To this day. Totally. What's the, can you explain that? I'm I'm curious what your struggle is. Um, I just am like, it's reality. I don't think it's offensive. I'm not offended that you say that those are your kids. Right. I'm I not like, oh my God, they need to be our kids. Well, you're British now. You know, like, I'm not offended. Aff- like, you don't think they're your kids too? Why no. don't you think they're your kids too? British white girl. Yeah. I don't get like that. Does I'm it like, offend you to have, does it offend you to call them our kids? Like, do you feel like I'm stepping out of line or? It here. doesn't offend me. They're just not our kids. But they are. We didn't make these kids. I'm not saying we did. But that's how but I relate it. But look at this. When I'm like, when I'm talking to my buddy and I'm not complaining about you. <laughs> and I'm talking. How, One how, of the few times. There's I can't so even much get this, to complain I can't about. even get this sentence out. I can't even give this analogy without calling them our kids. Hey, we're going to go camping this weekend. And they say, oh, who's going? I say, me, Julie, and our kids. And I would be like, me, Eric, and the kids. <laughs> okay. What That's kids? just naturally. What kids? Our kids. Right. No. And I don't, you doesn't see- offend me. And yes, I'm sure I do use the term our kids. Right. But how my brain thinks is like, bio- my brain thinks biologically. So I'm just like, they're not, we did not make these children. So they're right. not our, but I get the point. Like, it's all like. Flowers and roses and kumbaya and let's hold I don't hands think that's and what it needs to be. But. but I think that's how I take it. Not that I'm right. I don't you feel ex- like I'm right. You're an extremism. That I'm very black and white. Extremist. That's the word. <clears throat> it's not extreme. It's You're just reality. Yeah, I mean, yes, to a point, it is. No, it is. They are not like we did not make. But the kids as a whole are our kids. It's our family. Why? You're not biologically my wife. That make you my sister. Okay. This is like not going to go anywhere. <laughs> See, this is a debate. This is why we don't have. We're all, we're we're facing. Now off she's going right to give up now. and apologize to me. Come on. 
I'm not sorry. I'm just telling you my point. You asked me why I struggle with it. You asked me the question. So if you didn't want an answer, you shouldn't have asked it. I love your answer. <laughs> That's just my struggle. And I don't, I don't think it's wrong to call them our kids. I also don't think it's wrong to call them your kids. My, I just don't, I don't think it's a big deal. So because I'm trained that way, it doesn't make calling them our kids isn't going to make me feel any different about your children or my children. Just because I say the term ours isn't going to create this heart, this love. Could it though? Um, not when day to day is what I mean, not when you're living life and you're experiencing things that, you know, Hmm. I don't think that our kids overshadows the experience of being a stepmom or a biological mom day to day and the interactions and the things that happen when, you know, when you meet someone for the first time and you talk to them. Do you immediately will lead with, I'm Julie, I'm married, but we're a blended family? Or do you mm-hmm. say, I'm Julie, and we're married, this is my spouse? I don't know. Do you let people know? I'm not know? consciously saying anything. Do you let people know, hey, I've been married before? Or, or do you introduce, this is my husband? I think that's also very situational. Okay, because my next question right? is. Right, like, I'm like, this is my husband, Eric. And they say, oh. Do I lead with, I've been married you guys twice have, before? Do you guys no. have kids? Do you need to make it a point? Like, yes, I have two kids, but she has two kids. But you do that too. Yes. Sometimes but you, you always are like, when we talk like about our kids. I like to our blended family. Like, I think, it's, I think it's a fun fact. Yeah. But if I'm talking to someone, and, and most of my friends know this, I always refer to the kids as... I, I, but I'm different than you. I refer to them as our kids. I, I call myself a father of four. Oh, and that's not like I'm not trying to like get petted or later. Anyways, don't tell my ex husband that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I. I'm just kidding. He wouldn't. Um, it's that was a stupid jab. We're gonna start a new TV show called Jabs with Julie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Chris is chiming in hey, which Chris. i knew i was going to get flack i always get flack for my opinion on yes, especially I hear on this. i can't read it from here he says but through your wedding ceremony aren't they yours now absolutely yeah Thank i mean you, i don't absolve myself of responsibility or taking i, I care for my stepchildren i know i provide I for my stepchildren you care a ton I, for your step i yes. i do what you know it doesn't absolve and me you've always made a big effort and I try again, to keep not, things fair and yes, equal. I'm not, that's what my point was. I'm not trying to pet you here, but like you totally try to make an effort yeah, to make I, everything fair and equal. But I think that has to be, that, that becomes a conscious effort. You're yeah. very aware, like I'm trying to make this equal because I don't want it to seem unequal. I don't want anyone's feelings to get hurt. Right. I don't want any sad children in our house. I don't want any children in our house to feel like some are the ever, stars and the others are the bastards. You know, I don't. I don't want that for Do our kids. Do you ever feel like the kids recognize that though and go, well, she's, she's not, she does this for her kids. I'm giving you one there. She's doing this for her kids mm-hmm. because it's natural and that's what she wants to do. But now she's trying to make up for it and make it equal. So she's doing it for me as well. That's not my heart. So if somebody thinks that, then that's on them. Even our kids. Okay. And like, I, I don't worry never... about that. I know my heart. <laughs> 
I with anyone. Like if they can think what they want, but that's not my intentions or my heart. Um, but you know, I think that has to be equal. Like I, I feel like I have done for all the kids what I would do for my own kids. I have done for your you kids. Do. I don't, you yeah, know, you do. No, you're you're an excellent stepmom, and I'm not trying. I don't I, think I'm an excellent stepmom. You don't think you're an excellent stepmom? No, I think you're great. I think you. I think you put effort into being a stepmother just as much as you do being in a real mother. Is there room for improvement? There's always going to be room for improvement. Just ask my son. But that, yeah, but you're, <laughs> but you're his mother. <laughs> Biological. Well, well, there's always room for improvement yeah. being a mom. <laughs> yeah, just, he calls I'm himself an orphan, that. so we don't talk about that. Oh, dear Lord. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that, I don't. I just think people get caught up in terms and people are, I mean, you can't walk around in America and not offend somebody. Especially so this day and age. Dude, so I, I get it. Like, my point of view is very different. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, the only reason I'm asking you a ton about this mm-hmm. is because a lot of people probably feel well, the same I think way you it goes do or back the same to, way like, I do. You know, while there are kids, are they really our kids? Because... I can't take my stepson to a doctor's appointment and seek medical treatment for him. I can't go take him to school and sign him up for classes. You know, I can't go sign him up for any sports activities. So I'm kind of like also that reality of like, yeah, like, so are they really our kids if I can't do the basic parent thing? But if something, this is something that got brought to our attention not that long ago, is if something happened Mm -hmm. to say, my kid's biological mother. Yeah. All of a sudden, now you have, not you're not biological. No, but, but do things, I get rights because your ex dies? I you mean, could. you'd have to go through the courts. Right, but you could. Right. So at that point, does that change things for you? It would definitely shift the power in the household. Okay, but do you don't then you refer to them as our kids? I don't know. Like, would I make him call me mom now? No. Yeah, no, I don't I think mean, so. I mean, same thing. Okay. Our kids versus he calls me Julie versus ever, mom. Have we we're ever supposed to be talking about marriage? This is marriage. We're we're having a marriage <sighs> discussion right Getting now. Getting hot. Are you? Are you going to Peter Pants? Maybe. Okay. But these are these are things that. Yeah, I think that you know you can't get you can't be offended about me saying our kids right without being equally offended that my stepson doesn't call me mom. No, you have a point. I mean. What? So it might. But he calls it, you stepmom. Okay. And I call him. <laughs> See, but this is weird too, know. though, because I, he also, I've heard him refer to your children as his brother and as his sister. Yeah, I think that's a little bit different. I think kids are more loose with other kids. Are they? Yeah, they call kids on the playground brother and sister. We've never really touched on this. I call, I have a friend, I call my sister. Yeah, you also call your girlfriend's girlfriend. I don't go around calling you. other people my husband. Yeah, that'd be pretty weird. No, you. I've heard you before refer to someone as your work husband years and years ago before oh, that's we were married. Funny, everyone. Okay, if you work in an office space or in a company, I'm sure you have a work spouse. It could be you could be a lesbian and have a work wife and be I a woman. I've been a lesbian all my life. Thank you. <laughs> So anyway, something I don't think we've ever talked about, though, yes, is, and we actually talked about it in our transgender podcast. OK, but you just touched on is forcing a kid to call you mom mm. or call you dad. Mm. Mm. I'm just what's your thoughts on that? 
I was forced to call my stepmom mom. Have I told the story? I don't know. Give us a quick version in case you have. Yeah, so I was, I was, I am a stepchild. Okay, my whole life, my parents divorced when I was a year and a half old. So I never knew my parents together, a little background. Um, and so growing up, I think I did tell this story because my you had asked me why I call my stepdad dad then if That's I was right. forced to. So long, not to repeat myself, but yeah, I was forced to call my stepmom mom and that always bugged me. Children aren't dumb. I'd be I'd be sitting there like, and maybe that's why the our children thing bugs me. It doesn't bug me. It just doesn't have, like it's not natural for me to say that. I think but that's why you have more of a place for it than I do because I was, you know, my parents are still together, which I've mentioned ten thousand times. Yeah, but I've never. It doesn't bother me. I'm like, yeah, are, it bugged me. Like kids. kids are smart, so you force a child, and maybe some kids would really want that. But I, you know, I wasn't raised with my dad being in my life daily. So I would see my dad on holidays and summers. Yeah. They lived six hours away from me. Well, I live so, six planets away from you on unicorn and rainbow planet. And yeah. I think, I think when I, I live in when Pleasantville, I, yeah, when, <laughs> I, when I call them our kids, I think it's just a lot more lightly. I'm not trying to step in and be no, your kid's you never dad. Have. And, yeah. you know, but I think I just put it a lot more but lightly. See, isn't that offensive? It could be. I could like see you're it a stepdad and you're not trying to come in and be a dad to, you know, like some people would take that and run with it and but make uh, but it I, an offensive thing. But I also step up and play the dad role where it's needed. I don't step up and say, hey, you're very, I am your dad. Yeah. You have to be dynamic. You have to be very dynamic with yeah. the children at all times. Yeah. And I think that's why our marriage has been, I, we don't have a perfect marriage. We struggle. But one thing that I love about you is a as your wife and this blended family is that you do give me space and my kids space to just be who we are. You know, you don't try to overstep and you don't step in and discipline the kids. And I don't think you would feel comfortable stepping in front of me and disciplining the kids. I think that would be a very uncomfortable situation. And I mean, I appreciate that you respect my role as a mom to Absolutely. my kids. I yeah. very much respect your role as a dad to your kids. And I'm not about to be like, unless it, you know, I, I will, I don't really even give my opinion because I just don't feel like it matters. Truly. You're going to do what you're going to do. And you're you going to, at the end of the, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think biological parents, I don't care if you have a step parent in the picture or not. You know, nine times out of ten, and maybe there's a couple pushovers out there. I don't know. But biological parents in a blended family are going to do what they're going to do. They might consider a different opinion from your spouse. And, and I, but so what does that do to a marriage, right? It breaks it down. It, well, it just, it puts you in your place. Yeah. I don't even think it breaks it down. I think that in a blended family. You don't think family, that's taking a brick out of the wall every time? You're like, man. No. It I, doesn't matter. And again, we're talking on a on, on yeah. last week's subject. It's it doesn't matter what I say; they're gonna do what they're gonna do. Yep. And it's gonna break you down, or look at it the other way, or you put a brick in the wall, and it's gonna start building up that wall because it doesn't matter what you say, anyways. Yeah. They're just gonna do whatever they do, and now all of a sudden you're starting to shut yourself down. I don't see it like that. I see it that everyone has a role to play in a family. Everyone has their p- place in a family. And why all may be equal in value, it isn't all equal in everything. And I think that's okay. I think that's how it's supposed to be. 
I mean, in the beginning of time, men went and hunted. Women, you know, gather. You know, men were the hunter-gatherers, and women had be, We had different roles. Did Both are necessary for the survival of a family. Yeah. You know, so I don't think that it needs to. I think people just get so wrapped up and offended by everything that we just can't even see straight. And we get all the jargon of, of that. It, it, it interrupts things. So to my point, I just think that it's a respect thing. Like you respect my role. I respect your role. We accept the things that we can't change. And let's not continuously fight with our spouse about like, why are we going to beat a dead horse and have the same fight again? And it's going right. to go nowhere. That breaks down a marriage. Yeah. I get, think. Get on the same page and start communicating. Or agree to know, disagree and be like, to okay with that. But the bottom line is, have the conversations. Don't yeah. close off. Don't assume. Yeah. Don't, you know, build up a story in your own mind and, you know, just assume that your spouse is going to shut it down. And don't ever threaten. I know you're trying to close us out. I'm closing us out. But don't open doors you're not prepared to walk through. I think in blended families, we all feel like, oh, not we all, but people feel like they want to give up a lot. It's really hard. Marriage is really hard. Yeah. Um, so don't open that door. Don't threaten divorce. People are really sensitive about that anyway in a blended family. You've already been divorced. And I think divorce is such a topic these days yeah. that is so lightly brushed upon where, you know, 50, 100 years ago, divorce yeah. was such a far off distant place that no one would ever go. Right. You know, so keep your marriage a lot more sacred than that. And if you guys have any thoughts or feelings on this let's give everyone a call to action tonight rather than commenting below which you can do you always can do check us out on our facebook page at what hi is it? ogden please the blended life official no what's our what's our what is our facebook forward that just do a search for the blended life on facebook blended life yeah and let us know how this is playing out in your marriage how you guys work through it in your marriage and you know maybe some of the struggles and if you have other topics yeah let us know but we really just want to thank you guys for being here for tuning in for listening to us for watching us and just you know thanks for helping make the blended family community so much stronger with us yeah i'd love to know your guys's struggles in your marriage i don't want to feel alone in our struggles um and then also tell us your accomplishments tell us give us advice what works for you i like it yeah i want to hear what works we know it doesn't yeah. All right, you guys. Thank you for joining us tonight. Don't thank forget you. to like us on all the ways in social media. Subscribe to our podcast, our YouTube channel. Did you already say all this? Yep. And view us uh, <laughs> usually live Thursday. Trying, and if we're not love. live, we are here to chat yeah, with you. Absolutely. And um, we premiere with you guys. So yep. thanks, you guys, again, for tuning in. <laughs> we'll talk to you. We'll see Longest you next week. Longest goodbye ever. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one -on -one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.